This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. everyone, and welcome to Cosmos and the City. My name is Megan McKeever, and I'll be your host slash drinking buddy for the next hour. Now, for those of you listening for the first time, we'll be watching through the entire series of Sex and the City, and each week I'll have a brand new guest to join me. This week, our guest is the lovely comedian Danielle Perez, and we're watching episode 9 entitled The Turtle and the Hare. Now, this was a super fun conversation. I learned a lot from Danielle. I had no idea about certain types of vibrators and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it was definitely informational for me. So maybe it will be for you. Also, this past week was my birthday. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, It's been raining a lot. Um, I also got to go see Aladdin on the Pantages Theater. So that was pretty fun. Also, big news. After... All 12 episodes of this first season of Cosmos in the City. We're going to have a special episode with a really awesome guest, Ben Weber, a.k.a. Skipper Johnston. Yes, we got him. He's going to be on the podcast, and I can't wait for everybody to listen to it. Super fun. If you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos in the City or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. If you have any thoughts, opinions, ideas, etc., you can email us at cosmosinthecity at gmail.com. We would definitely love to hear from you all. This show is brought to you by Boardwalk Audio, and they have a lot of other awesome podcasts, so head over to boardwalkaudio.com to check them out. And if you like this show and want to support it, the best way to do so is by buying stuff. How do you ask? Just go to boardwalkaudio.com slash cosmos, click the support our artist button, and shop on Amazon like you normally would. So, you know, you can buy all that stuff that BuzzFeed's been recommending to you on all those stupid lists. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Enjoy the episode and cheers. All right. You ready? I am so ready. (laughs) All right, well, welcome to Cosmos and the City. Today, we are talking about episode nine, The Turtle and the Hare, and we have our fabulous guest today, Danielle Perez. Hello, cheers. Cosmos and the Daytime. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I've not had a Cosmo in years. This is, I love this. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Well, uh, Danielle, tell me about yourself. Introduce yourself. Okay, I am a stand-up comedian. I'm an actress. We worked on a sketch together. Yes. Coaster Hunters International. Um, it was really fun. And uh, yeah, I do storytelling. I'm a writer. Do it all. Yeah. Cool. Do you have anything um, specific that's coming up that you'd like to talk about? Ooh, um, well, I host a monthly show with um, the Girls of Thigh Gap Comedy, and we do it. Um, so it's a stand-up comedy show called Gentrification. It's um, the last Friday of every month at awesome. Avenue 50 Studio in Highland Park. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And also, and like right now, I'm like on um, Quinta versus everything. Yes. Yeah. She has a show on Facebook. That. So I'm in the last episode that's up on online. Yeah. Very cool. So check those out, guys. 
Um, all right. So this episode, the turtle and the hare. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> a lot of stuff happens. Uh, I feel like overall the theme is just people settling, right? Should people settle? It's it's should people settle, but it's framed in like an interesting way where they're like, can we have it all? But And it's like I never hear, can we have it all without the mention of children? And this was like very like devoid of children. Yeah. Yeah. So that was... A little refreshing. It was. I didn't have never thought about it that way. But yeah, the kids saying, well, that comes up later yeah. eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in this episode, we don't we don't have to worry about the kids. Great. So let's go through like what happens in the episode. So we start out with this wedding mm-hmm. that all the girls go to. Um, I like how it's like a wedding for like a friend that's like they don't even really like the friend. They never like their friends. They never do. But it's, <laughs> and it's like you watch and you're like, wow, like these heartless bitches. But then it's like, I go to weddings with people and it's like, do I really like this friend? I'm here at this wedding and now I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, this lady, Brooke, who we never see again. We never Ever. see Brooke. We again. don't need to know who Brooke <laughs> Brooke just has red hair and terrible taste in wedding dresses. Yeah. Well, she looks old. These women are in their 30s and they look old. Old. Yeah, it was not an attractive <laughs> wedding dress. It was the 90s, so like... Yeah, I understand that was like a harsher time in terms of like just the palettes people were using, like a lot of browns, but... It was like, it reminded me kind of of uh, the wedding dress in my big fat Greek wedding. It's just like the... Like long sleeve. Long sleeve and the lace overlay. It's just like not flat. It's just like... Yeah. Uh, not cute. Also, it was a Mardi Gras-themed wedding. Wait, what? How did you pick up on that? What? Yeah, that's why they were wearing, like, feathers in their hair and stuff. Oh, I thought that was just, like, she was just dressing up. She's like, ooh, I'm going to rock a fascinator because I can. No, I think, uh, yeah, no, it was a Mardi Gras-themed wedding. But I didn't see any purple or green or Yeah, that's why it was really weird because if you listen (laughs) to the music, it was like that jazz. Oh, Oh, I thought that was just, like... That's how white people get down in the 90s celebrating and having good times. <laughs> no, I think it was like a Mardi Gras themed. Because uh, somebody said something what? to tell me that, and I I, I should have written That's it down. a funny Easter egg. That is so bizarre. Yeah. I love that that wedding costs like $100,000, and it's like, that's 90s money. That's an insane amount of money. It's like, what, 250 current day? Yeah. Almost 300, like it seems, I don't know how inflation works, but like it's an insane amount of money. I don't know what all that money went to. Yeah, it didn't look that opulent. Like no. it didn't, I don't, that cake didn't even look good. Mm-mm. Nothing looked that exciting or expensive. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess it was the first season of Sex and the City. It is. So. First season of Sex and the City is so low budget. and no one wants, to, everyone wants to ignore it and pretend like it's not. But we see you. Their dresses, all the girls, it's like, why do you guys all look like you just like shopped at Charlotte Roos right now? Totally. Um, that's why they looked like quote unquote the witches of Eastwood. The witches of Eastwood, which was really cute. That was like a fun little Package like when they intro the girls and they're yeah. like together taking pictures and they're all wearing black. I love it. That was really nice. But I, I looked at. I guess like the black was so that they would stand out because all all the other people were wearing like light pink, mm-hmm. white. Yeah, they're like look at us like celebrating a wedding and being like airy and nice and we're good people <laughs> and you're just like these bad sit like um, sad bitter single women. I wear black to weddings. Yeah, because it looks good on me. 
Also, I want to let everyone know I'm a single independent woman from the 90s who don't need no man. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I would also like to think I'm that way, though I do have a man, but um, I still... You have a man and an extra large plus size Pusheen. Yes, I I do have a big large cat Um, and real ones too, not just stuffed animals. Um, Do you hide your Pusheen behind your Pusheen? We'll get to that. (laughs) Yes, we will get to that. Um, Yes, so I guess like the most important thing that happens at this wedding is when everybody's leaving, the girls go up to the bride and the bride like gives them a little farewell quote. Like to Charlotte, Mm -hmm. you know, like I have some great single. Oh yeah, it's like you're next. You have some great single friends for like, what was it from Miranda? I was like, thanks for coming. Yes. It was just like, Generic. hey, great to see you. And then like Miranda immediately like releases the hug and like walks away and just her eyes roll all the way in the back of her head. But then for Carrie, it's, it's always better to marry someone who loves you more than you love them. Wow. She's like every like aunt that you shouldn't take advice from. Yeah, that sounds horrible. It sounds so, it's so, but it's like really wild because it's like, I think for a long time, like people really believe that. Like that was like a, my aunt told me that. Oh, really? Yes. And it's like, your marriage is not well. Like what? Like why are you, I don't know why you think you're in a place to like tell me that that's the way. Because I think back then it was like better to be married than to be single. 100%. I mean, yeah, it's like the idea of like, well, we need someone to like provide for you and like help financially just kind of sustain a home and a life and like give you that title of wife. Now I'm rhyming. Wow. (laughs) But it's, yeah, it's just so wild because that was only what, like, has it been 30 years? No, 20. Uh, 20. I'm like, am I? Wow. No. <laughs> I didn't major in math. But it's so crazy because it's like you just don't talk about relationships or finding a partner in that way anymore. Like you right. don't know, like truly, I mean, I, I know girls that are like, I would like to be taken care of, but I feel like it comes from like a very different place. Yes. Where it's more like, oh no, but this is like a lifestyle I want to choose. <laughs> Versus, like, I need to find a man to take care of me. I think women are more, like, not necessarily career-driven, but we we just want to be happy. We don't want to settle. We want to be happy. And also, it's like we are capable of taking care of ourselves. Like, women are more educated than men. They graduate, like, from, I think, pretty much, like, all, like, um, professional trade schools, like, attorneys, like, Mm -hmm. and all that, at higher numbers than men. So... I mean, yeah, there's still like the wage gap, but it's like, I it's it's so wild because it's like, I'm 33, so I'm like technically a millennial, even though I identify as Gen X, but <laughs> <laughs> but like I grew up in that, you know, so I was like a kid in the 90s, um, and it's this thing where like you're a girl and you can do whatever you want. The world's your oyster. Anything you put your mind to, you can have. So it's like we've been brought up in that thing. And so like we yeah. believe it. We drank the Kool-Aid. And now we're like, oh, so yeah, we can just Yeah. We- men are these fun things that we still kind of sometimes think that we need, but in terms of like living and taking care of ourselves, like that's unnecessary. 
Yeah, it kind of comes up in uh, another season. Um, but Carrie, no, it's Charlotte says almost exactly what you just said. She says, you know, what if, you know, us girls are each other's soulmates? No, that's what Carrie says. She's like, wait, is it Charlotte yeah, that says it's it? Yeah, Charlotte. She's saying it to oh, Carrie. <laughs> yeah. Guys are just these fun things that like come in and out of our lives yeah. and like we're each other's soulmates. Yeah. I believe that. I think it's really sweet and um it's true. Like we don't we don't need women do not need men. <laughs> well, like for Valentine's Day, oh my god, I posted this thing on my Instagram. It's that um share video from like it's like an old interview of her. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Where no. um this woman, the woman interviewing her, like reads back a quote that says that basically she doesn't like want a man or like, oh, men are unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Men are unnecessary, basically. And she's like, did you mean it to come off as like cold and like kind of like just like almost sour and bitter? And she was like, no, like I love men. I adore men. Men are great. But it's like, you know, my mom told me, he's like, when are you just going to settle down and marry a rich man? And Cheryl's like, I am a rich man. <laughs> yeah. Like, the reason I'm happy is because I can take care of myself and I just, men are just like these fun things that I invite into my life that I don't rely on. Right. And it's just frustrating because an, uh, a host would never ask a man that question, like a bachelor, you oh, know? 100%. Right, a single man. They would never be like, oh, so you're just dating around. Did you mean for that to come off as uh, <laughs> chauvinistic or whatever? No. It's like, no, that would never happen. But um, I love the share. It's like, I am a rich man. Like, I, you know. Share is amazing. She's oh, icon queen, Slade, <laughs> dad. Man. Okay, so moving on uh, from the wedding. Um, the wedding was so tacky. Oh my god! If I spend that much money on a, on anything and it looks that bad, we the nineties and it's like and part of it is like, oh, am I misremembering what the nineties were? Because when Samantha goes to that fancy restaurant and it is decorated, just like a mid level Cocos, you know, like right. Luisa's Trattoria. Like, <laughs> what is this? It's the hottest restaurant in New York. Well, right. So uh, coming back to Samantha, we forgot. So Samantha, at the wedding, we meet Bernie Turtletaub. Mm-hmm. And he is the turtle. The turtle. He's bald and has bad breath and really is into pears. Pears and mushrooms, we find out later. Mm-hmm. And just really into... Um, He's like a foodie before foodies were cool, but also like he would be the bad kind of foodie that would write just like those like multi-paragraph Yelp reviews where it's like, oh no, I'm sorry, the New York Times is not asking you to review this restaurant. Like super nerdy, like scientific stuff about food. Elton Brown can get it. Turtle Top can't. Yeah, um, well, your Alton Brown- face when I said Elton Brown can get it, just like the horror, you're like... Oh no, 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 no. This is this is unacceptable. No, I, I like Alton Brown. Yeah, but he's like nerdy in like a cute, cool way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The he, turtle is not. No, not at all. Yeah, so we meet the turtle. And then so like the next scene is what is the next scene? Oh, so wait, oh, um, no. So then the the girls are like having like dinner at a diner. Cause like so the wedding, Samantha 
is like, she's like, this wedding blows. I'm going to try to get fucked. So she like talks to this like cute guy or whatever. We don't really get to see him. So we don't know if he's cute or not. Fact, not cute. Um, turns out later when she goes out on a date with him. Right. But yeah, but the turtle is like obsessed with Samantha and is like asking Carrie, like, hook me up with your friend. And she's like, I mean, <laughs> I need a breath. Carrie does this really great thing because like the turtle is apparently like super successful, but like has terrible breath and like somehow no one has told him this. <laughs> so he's like leaning into Carrie and she just like takes a rose out of the centerpiece and like sniffs into it like a literal nosegay and it is so perfect. Yeah, we were watching it and you were like, ha ha, nosegay. <laughs> I was like, nice, nosegay. That's going to be on the episode. Um, but yeah, but then the girls kind of like debrief after the wedding or not after the wedding, but like the next day or something. Well, they, before that though, um, Carrie, Carrie talks to Big. To Big. Oh, God. Yeah, on the phone. And she's like, you know, why why do people get married? Like, if they're not in love. Yeah. And he's like, well, I was a fool in love, but that's why I'm never getting married again. Yeah. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. And Carrie just always having these really just chill convos with Big, and then he just gut punches her. And then, like, I feel like that's me. Like, every time I, like, feel like I'm okay with a guy, I just get gut punched by some... Fact <laughs> that I can't. There's no getting around that. Like you know, you can't. I'm like, right. how do you move past that? And it's just like I'm supposed to just deal with this, like this harsh reality. Like the bottom just falls out from underneath you. And every episode with Big, there is always, always that a gut, gut punch. punch. Yeah, oh. but it makes her so insecure to the point where she's like, "Is there another woman in bed with you?" <laughs> Which like, real talk I would say. I mean, it's like she was she was saying that in a serious way. And I think she was like hoping he'd think that was a joke, but it's like she was dead serious. She's just like, what is happening? But also like why would he answer that? Why would they even be on the phone? I don't know who called who. I think she called him. Totally. She God, Carrie. <laughs> calling him on his landline. Yeah, so so that's why she goes and talks with the girls at the diner. Yeah. And just like, you know, I can't believe that he doesn't want to get married. Which is is very, it's, it's so funny because I have to remember it's like they're in their 30s. And like I watched this in my late teens, early 20s. Like I started watching it when I was like 18. But now like revisiting it in my 30s, it's like this is so far away from like any real pressure that I feel like. Right. <laughs> It's bizarre. Like, oh, he doesn't want to get married. It's like, yeah, who the fuck wants to get married? <laughs> like, for what reason, you know? Right. And then even she doesn't want to get married. She doesn't even, yeah, she doesn't really seem like she wants to get married. And as we find out at the end of the series, bitch don't really want to get married all that bad. Like, no. she doesn't want to have kids. No. She just, she wants a person, you know? That's, but you don't need marriage for that. No. I know. And then everyone goes around the table talking about their thoughts on marriage, I guess, or settling. Yeah, it just felt settling. And then somehow a vibrator gets brought up. Yeah, Miranda got the rabbit. (laughs) This is wild because this episode, it's so funny because it's like this is, I don't think it's a very good episode, but like the rabbit is such like an iconic thing about sex in the city and it put like the pleasure dress and the rabbit, like all, like it was like they're talking about vibrate, like it was like such a cultural like oh yeah moment 
in the 90s that just, like, cemented its place in, like, television history. It was even referenced in How I Met Your Mother. It's wild. <laughs> like, it's so— I mean, it's like, this is the episode. It's yeah. Because like, it's kind of, like, a silly, dumb episode. Yeah, it's not that great. It's not one of the best. But the but the it's so funny though the rabbit is like a hundred dollars and it's like but also now with inflation it seems on par still like two hundred three hundred dollars. No, I think you can still get something comparable for like a hundred. No, they are more expensive. Really? Yeah, like a really good vibrator. Like okay, fuck the rabbit. The rabbit is nonsense. There is this vibrator that literally has like a pulsating thrusting motion. Oh, right. The thrusting one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I've seen those. Yes. <laughs> and it's like this new, like, it's like a Fun Factory Stronic G. <laughs> All right. Um, and it's like supposed to be like amazing, but that's like over $200, almost three. Well, what I was seeing um, over Christmas was apparently you can buy from Adam and Eve online now, mm-hmm. like you used to not be able to. You used to have to like go into the store. Oh, but Adam and Eve, I feel like, has been sponsoring podcasts for us. Wait, what? <laughs> I used to listen to old. Uh, no, no, like Adam and Eve, you can buy online. You can now, though. I don't think you used to be able to before a couple months ago. What? Maybe I'm thinking of like another one. I feel like you can buy from all the sex toy companies. Oh, so they don't sponsor this podcast. I no, just, no, 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 not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Adam and Eve, guys, if anybody's listening, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, Adam and Eve, please sponsor Sex and City podcast. You can email me at cosmosinthecity at gmail.com. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Um, yeah, no, you can totally buy, I think, from Adam and Eve online. Yeah, you can now. I'm just saying, I don't think you used to be able to, because that's like their whole Christmas advertising thing was like, now you can buy online. Like, you know. Really? Yeah. Maybe I just like always assume. So I went online and I was like, oh, well, look at all this stuff. I could just buy and have it, you know. Well, okay. But also this is a thing where it's like you can buy cheap vibrators and like dildos, but like you got to be careful because, like, with the plastic, you know, like the BPA stuff. That's why it's like you have to have like something a little more high end. Yeah, that sounds scary because you're literally putting that inside your body. <laughs> and like, I, me and my, it's really funny because they like get like they all get like the rabbit. But like me and my best friend Madison, we both have the same um, Jimmy Jane vibrator. <laughs> I've seen those. Those are expensive too. They're nice, but they're like a pretty basic vibrator. Like I wouldn't want to kind of use a vibrator less than a Jimmy Jane. Uh, Am I a snob? (laughs) I'm sorry. This pussy gold. (laughs) It's really weird. I can't, um, I hope this doesn't ruin it for you, but my parents' names are Jimmy and Jane. Oh my God, that's hilarious. (laughs) So when I first saw those, I was like, I can't. I can't ever buy this. I think it just means you can never fuck a Jimmy or a Jane. (laughs) I think that's what, I think that's it. (laughs) But then at the same time though, I kind of wanted to like get them one or get them some kind of Jimmy Jane sex toy just because it's their (laughs) name. Oh my God, that is hilarious and I super support you and like I want your parents to be cool, but like also it would be hilarious if they weren't cool. (laughs) No, they're pretty cool. I think they would think it's really funny. I think it's really sweet. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) 
So, I love it. Yeah, they don't listen to the podcast, so I don't have any. Jimmy and Jane, keep, don't you dare stop listening now. You got some really hot Christmas presents coming your way. And they're coming to visit LA in May. So cute. You should take them to like the pleasure chest. <laughs> oh man. You should take them to the pleasure chest. And they, they got they got all the Jimmy Janes there. Jimmy Jane has that um 24 karat gold dildo. Oh crap. It's beautiful. <laughs> Uh, they're they're not that um uh yeah maybe don't do that <laughs> yeah. that was me that was like more wishful that's a thinking. little more upscale for them they're used to just like they're more of a romantics <laughs> 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 they're more of a like almost like vacant warehouse vibe on San Fernando Valley <laughs> yeah they're more down and dirty I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway yeah so <laughs> vibrators. Oh man, I just go for like the little bullets. You use a are, bullet, yeah. A I bullet. want Astronic G. I think because it's like I think that's the thing I miss most about having sex is the actual thrusting. <laughs> like this is, but I, I guess I'm just too. I feel like using it. I mean, this is a lot. I've never actually just used like a straight dildo, but like maybe, yeah, maybe I just either. need a dildo and I'm lazy. I want to press the button and have it be done. Yeah. I mean, the technology is here. It is. And, you know, I'm a woman of the time. It's 2018. I don't know if it was a rabbit. It might have been a rabbit, but I had an ex-boyfriend buy me. um, It didn't thrust, but it had those, like, beads inside. Oh, where it circles? Yeah. Yeah. I had, I've actually, on my, God, how old was I? It was before I turned 30. I think it was, like, turning, like, 28 or 29. But I had, like, a birthday brunch and afterwards, I was hammered. It was like three in the afternoon. And I went with my best friend Madison and my friend Andres. And we went to Romantics. And I was like, I'm going to get a vibrator for my birthday. <laughs> and I ended up buying a knockoff of the rabbit called the butterfly. Oh, the <laughs> yeah. butterfly. And I mean, I bought, I literally, I've never used it. I like took it out of the packaging. It required like four like double A batteries, like just an insane amount of yeah. equipment to use this like monstro. It's so huge. It's like a forearm. It's and complicated. You turn it on. It's like the learning curve for using all those buttons is too much. Like I don't understand how anyone does that. But I like recently like discovered it, and I was like, this is. Like, why would anyone put this near their vagina? Yeah, and now, like, Spencer's Gifts, they now sell... um, They sell the rabbit? They sell... Well, I don't think they sell the rabbit, but they sell, like, vibrators and stuff. But it's funny because they also come with um, their own batteries. Like, these are, like... They're just normal AA batteries, but they're purple, and they say, like, love batteries or oh, something no. like they have their own batteries to go with the Spencer's vibrator. That's too crazy. I'm not about that that battery life. You need to have a rechargeable vibrator. If your vibrator is not rechargeable. No, then you're like going to remote controllers and like you're trying to take out it's the like batteries. It's like trying to use VHS technology <laughs> when we are in Blu-ray, when we are in high def. Like, yeah. No. I don't want, I'm sorry. Like my... <laughs> Masturbation sesh should not be sepia toned. <laughs> right. So then, yeah, so they end up going dildo shopping. Yeah, they get the dildo they- shopping. They get the, the rabbit. I wonder 
It's really funny because this is so early days and it's like Carrie's like a journalist. Like right, <laughs> Carrie's yeah. doing research. <laughs> but it's like not the case. No. They like very much abandon that whole kind of idea that she's like a serious writer <laughs> very quickly. But it's still like she's holding it in bed, like figuring it out. Well, because now kind of she's in a relationship. So she can't really... Like her research used to be like doing guys and like, you know, trying different things out. And but now she's in a relationship, so she can't really like do a lot of promiscuous research. I guess, perhaps. <laughs> but dildo shopping—that's research. Dildo shopping, sure, yeah. So it's it's just so funny how ra- like Charlotte in that sex shop. I wanted to hit her over the head with like a frying pan. She was so ridiculous. She's like, she's so like upset about even the idea of like buying a dildo or a vibrator. And then like they take it out of the box and she's like, oh, it's pink for girls. Like, for bitch. Girls. oh my God. She's it's part of the problem. 100%. <laughs> oh God, Charlotte's so part of the problem. But it's so interesting because like Charlotte's character is so wishy washy throughout the whole first season of Sex and the City. Like sometimes she's like, very outgoing sexually mm-hmm. and up for anything. Well, but that's then- the thing. It's like she's probably had some of the more like freaky sex of all of them because she like is so mon- like into monogamy that she's like willing to like try things for dudes. Well, you would think, but like in a previous episode, she doesn't want to go up the butt. Like she doesn't want to be the up the butt girl. But later when she marries Trey, <laughs> I know. She's like, sometimes you just take a dick up the butt and you talk to you know what I mean? Like when she like talks about talking dirty, it's oh, yeah. like Charlotte's Yeah. Well then but then also in the first season she has her her vagina um painted. Or or like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy's like cunt. Yes. <laughs> he wants to paint her cunt. The cunt. Um, yeah, so it's just very like confusing, like I on what her deal really is. Yeah. But you that's know. why it's always an insult if someone calls you the Charlotte. You never want <laughs> the Charlotte is like, we don't know what to do with you. No. <laughs> You're just here. So while they're dildo shopping, mm-hmm. Samantha's on this date. Yeah. With Jerry. With, who is surprise, surprise. Gordon Ramsay. Oh my god, just <laughs> I I watched and I couldn't help but wonder how could a man with frosted tips be that terrible to Samantha Jones? Yeah, and he I mean he plays the jerk really well. Oh, it's just so natural. Yeah. <laughs> what is life imitating art or is art imitating life? Who knows? Uh, but I definitely think that um, Gordon Ramsay's career is like you know it's. This is what he was meant to be. Did he want to be an actor and then just like find cooking or what? I want to understand. I don't know. How they brought him in for this. I think he was trying to be an actor. I think I've seen him in other things. I haven't perused his IMDb So is he like even a good chef though? I'm sure he's good enough to have his own reality show. <laughs> Which isn't good at all. I mean, <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, no. So, this date is Rick Redick, Gordon Ramsay with his ugly French tips. Ooh, just looking like a lead singer for Nickelback or some <laughs> shit. Just like a very 90s vibe. He just pieces out. He, yeah. Like, they're there at the bar. They're, like, waiting for their table. And he's talking about how, like, I go for what I want. And I saw you. And I wanted you. And he's like, 
excuse me for a moment. And then he like leaves. And then I like how the voiceover is like 10 minutes and a few drinks later. And it's like, this is the most poppin' restaurant in New York on a Saturday night. I think um, maybe not even one drink later if it's 10 minutes. Like, yeah. I know Samantha is a babe, but <laughs> that's wild. So yeah, she's like drinking her drinks. And then she like is like, what the fuck is going on? And then she sees him just chatting up another woman, which yeah. is insane. So insane. Has anything like that ever happened to you? No. <laughs> that is bonkers. That is that is actually something that's like really, I think, funny about Sex in the City. And I was like, were people just like a lot more direct and assertive back then in terms of just like, I have to go. Like, I can't be in this situation. And just like peacing out. Because I feel like now... I don't I, I don't know anyone I think who's ever had that happen to them and everyone's like so weird about rejection like texting and ghosting you know what I mean like yeah. everyone kind of just like suffers through like awkward interactions and like Well I think in I mean back then they didn't have any of those any of like online dating or Tinder or anything so uh, yeah I think his mindset was like Oh. When I see it, I have to act upon it right then and there. Otherwise, it's never gonna happen. It's so crazy, <laughs> you know. And just be like the hold moment. tight, and then she does hold tight. That's so crazy. Well, she probably just thought he was going to the bathroom or something. Oh, definitely, definitely. But it's just like that's so brazen <laughs> and out of control. Yeah. So then she's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna leave." Um, which I, I, I'm actually, I wonder if the real, if really Samantha would have gone and confronted him. I feel like in later seasons she would. I mean, in later seasons she is that bitch. Yeah. And this, it's interesting because season one, Samantha is a lot more vulnerable. You kind of don't see that until you get to season five where she totally. like gets cancer. But like season one, it's like she tries to like be monogamous with that dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Even how she, like, tried to hook up with Mr. Big. You know what I mean? Or, like... Yeah, we see her feelings get a little hurt. You see her feelings kind of, like, the chips on her armor, or like, how she's kind of built it up. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing that I do like about Samantha season one, is, like, you get to see her kind of just take it in and take in that rejection and hurt, and then, but, like, still, like, move beyond it. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's part of her arc, you mm-hmm. know, throughout the whole series. It's like she, in her younger days, she's more vulnerable, and then she's like, you know, I don't need this. No, I'm all. done with this. Very done. So yeah, she's like trying to flee the restaurant, and then she bumps into the turtle. He was dining alone. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I don't know if that situation would ever really happen, but but he's there. And she's, you know, been hurt. And so she's like, I mean, what do I have to lose? Right. So. <laughs> and and I love that the turtle has his, like, one-liner. His, uh, uh my ex-girlfriend bought me this shirt. Yeah. What, what do you think? You and know? she's just like, no. No, burn it. <laughs> he keeps leaning in her to talk to her. And she's just like, your breath is disgusting. And it's, like, the first person to, like, talk to him that way. <laughs> I mean, I really think, I mean, obviously their relationship didn't last more than, like, a few days. But I think she probably really helped him in the future. I don't know if the turtle needs to be helped. Him having that, 
my girl, my ex girlfriend picked it out for me. Lets me know that he is not as stupid as he seems. True. That turtle's got some tricks. Okay. There's a reason <laughs> the tortoise beats out the hare. That is true. But yeah, she gives him this whole big makeover. Yeah. She's just like, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. So she's just like, okay. Yes. He, bad fashion, bad breath, but it's like, we can fix that. Yeah. You know, easy peasy. Easy peasy. So while they're out like doing um, makeover stuff, they run into Brooke and Carrie. Mm-hmm. Brooke is returning a wedding gift, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, Carrie just wanted to see Brooke to just make sure like... Are you happy? And Brooke was just like so like up, like irritated at the question. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry, bitch. You like your final words to me at your wedding were like, marry someone who loves you more. You think I'm not just a little bit concerned with like how you're doing? <laughs> but I think Brooke's also like, bitch, I just spent $100,000 on a wedding. So we're going to be happy. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, this is the face. The face is happy. And we did it and we made it. We crossed that finish line. We're here. <laughs> yeah, it, it, she just broke made it seem like it was like um such a silly a task to check off her list. Yeah. So where are we at? We're at uh Oh yeah, so she has a bad day and then Oh, so Stanford and Carrie go to the ballet. The ballet. I love when Carrie and goes to the ballet. Carrie loves the ballet. <laughs> she loves the ballet. And I'm glad that Stanford's back because we haven't seen him in a couple of episodes. Um, I love Stanny. He's so cute. Stanny's my he's my fave. I love him. I saw him in real life once. Oh my God, we were on a plane as well. Oh my goodness, where were you going? Willie Garson is the actor. Yes, Willie Garson, <laughs> the actor, Sex and the City, plays Stanford Blanche. I was flying from New Orleans to Los Angeles and it was like at the end of Jazz Fest. Okay, that makes sense. So it was like, and he was like in first class and like we like made eye contact and I was just like, <laughs> I did the I did like a I know you kind of like head nod totally like I see you and <laughs> so he <cute>. like smiled <laughs> I was like oh my god <laughs> uh, I saw him at the uh, Arc Light in Hollywood so I can't tell so his Instagram says he lives in New York I think he's probably by Coastal Props or maybe he just does live in New York but but he you said he was going to L A and I saw him in L A so I mean. I, I mean, guess, people are bi-coastal. Yeah. That's not crazy. New York is the the fifth character, main character. Right, of course. <laughs> of course. But if Willie Garson never wants to come on the podcast, that'd be Willie great. Willie Garson, <laughs> shout us out. Cosmos in the City. That'd be great. You know, uh, we got Skipper. What? Skipper is going to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Girl. Yep. Girl, what? Yep, Ben Weber. What? Gonna be on the podcast. Okay, that relationship, Miranda <laughs> and Skipper, is so nuts to me because it's like the closest kind of real LA kind of relationship. Yeah, totally. That happens until you get to like Burger, you know? <laughs> because it's just like he's just this weirdo, nerdy. <laughs> And she's like, I have a real job. Like, yeah, but he's so sweet, you know. Skipper, oh my god, this is amazing. I'm really excited. Yeah, this is amazing. We got to get you, everyone. <laughs> I'm so like, I will do everything I can to make this happen. I don't know if Kim Cattrall is down. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I feel like if you give her a safe space, 
to talk I about. totally would. It's just a platform in which to share her truth. Of course. You know, and I think that's important. Yeah. No, I'm totally down. Because um, I, I have no judgment. Yeah, you, you go to work. You go to work. You show up. You do your thing. and Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I don't know them. I don't, no one really knows what went down except for them. So yeah. it's like, how can I judge anybody yeah. on that, you know? Yeah. Not on anybody's side, so... If you got Kim Cattrall on, you must ask her to scat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. It's great. There's a video of Kim Cattrall with her ex-husband, and they're really just talking about, like, their love and their love of jazz, and um, there becomes a moment where Kim Cattrall scats, and it's magical. It's amazing. It's and um, I would love to scat with Kim Cattrall oh if she ever... Oh my God. I can do a little scatting. Oh my God. Oh my God. We got oh, the scoops oh. and the dupes and the boops. I'm feeling like big in the Jazzman episode and I'm just like, I can't. I can't Jazzman. Oh yeah. I love that jazz episode. It's really good. It's so good. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Back to the episode. This episode is really just about other episodes we like more. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. Um, so they go to the ballet. Oh, yeah. So this episode's all over the place. It's really a lot of moving parts for kind of like a minimal payoff. Yeah. So Sanford and Carrie go to the ballet. And then uh, he's like, what if I, he's like, I just want to marry a woman so I can get my inheritance. Yeah. He's basically just like, it sucks being like single and gay. I'm not like a. I'm not gay enough. I'm, like, not, like, the stereotypical, like, gay, like, you know, gay. Like, because Stanford is, you know, his little, like, now he would, like, is he, like, an otter? Like, maybe. He's, like, um. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Girl. Wow. Okay, so bears are big and hairy. Oh, okay. Now I know what you mean. are small and hairy. But so then what's the one that's, like, big but smooth and small? Oh. Not a dolphin, something like a dolphin. Manatee? He's a manatee. <laughs> I can see that. Manatees are cute. Manatee, the cow of the sea. <laughs> no, but in Stanford is just like not this like kind of less like ripped, like abs, like Instagram model gay. Like he's just, you know, he's Danny. And so he's like upset with like kind of just like the gay scene and like feeling like he can't like hook up with anyone. And like he puts an ad in the paper, which is so wild. Because it's like, that's what you had to do before Grindr. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And it's funny because the ad, like, I never noticed it before mm-hmm. until we just Ed watched Harris it. Type. The Ed Harris type. Which comes in. It comes back. Seasons later. Oh, yes. And I was wondering where that came from. And that's where it's it came from. It's a callback, yeah. Yeah, it mm-hmm. totally is a callback. And, like, next time, I, I might need to, like, screenshot what that whole mm-hmm. ad says so mm-hmm. we can really read it. I do love that now we can, like, pause things. Oh, yeah. So there's several times throughout the series <laughs> where, like, she's, like, writing a whole, like, there's she's writing, like, an email to Aiden. And I, like, scr- like I pause it. Oh, that's I, like, so great. I get to read the whole thing. I'm like, oh, this is so bad. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, but Ed Harris type. Ed Harris type. Oh, Stanny. And then, like, finally, like, this dude, like, they're meeting on the street corner and, like, he keeps going up to people thinking it's, like, the dude. Because, <laughs> of course, they don't know what each other looks like. like this right. is insane. But it's two bald gay guys. And the other bald gay guy is just like, nah, <laughs> this ain't going to happen. Because I bet he also describes himself as the Ed Harris type. <laughs> He's like, no, 
you need to be the hot one. <laughs> but I'm at least hot enough for something better. It's very sad. Yeah. So then they go visit his grandmother. Yeah. He's just like trying to get his inheritance. Like, let's fucking like I love that it's it's cause it's such a like a will and grace thing too. Yes. Where it's like, we're best friends. We both love dick. We both love shoes and shopping. We should be together forever. <laughs> Let's just get married and then we can just like have our own separate lives. <laughs> Let's do it for the money and the inheritance. <laughs> I mean, it kind of sounds like a good plan. It does, in theory. But then she tells Big about it and Big's like, what are you going to do for sex? I have like, you. <laughs> And it's so annoying because, like, they're awkwardly smoking the cigarette in bed, which I feel like is a safety hazard. I love the cigarettes in bed. That's one thing I like about, like, early sex in the city is, like, the smoking in the home, the smoking in bed. It's like, it looks so glamorous. It's like, I live alone and, like, having a, I remember, like, one time I had a guy over and, like, we were, we were, like, smoking in my living room and, like, having cocktails. And he was just like, I love that I can smoke in your house. I was like, I know. <laughs> I, was like, I feel like a grown up. My house is not gross, but it's I don't do it all the time. But it's just like uh, no judgment. <laughs> it's just like the cigarette in bed was just like, oh, that's cute. I remember that a little bit. I don't smoke, but I I've dated I've dated some <laughs> smokers. I always like to be the one that smokes less because that makes me actually kind of smoke less. Oh yeah, I mean I've dated smokers before. Um, which your face looks so pained. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't like the cigarettes in bed at all. <laughs> Occasionally, I wouldn't mind it. It depends on how drunk I am. <laughs> yeah, and that's. What the, I guess it's because it's like it's such like a grown up prop, you know. Like, yeah. and I think that's the thing. It's like when I kind of first saw this show, it was like I was eighteen, nineteen. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't fucking and having cigarettes in bed. Like, <laughs> yeah. it just seems like this kind of glamorous, like adult thing. That's like I can do it now, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, maybe I'll try it tonight. <laughs> Gotta go buy a pack of Marlboros, um, which would be my cigarette of choice. But yeah, Big is just kind of like, yeah. well, that's sure. Sounds like a plan, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, he doesn't really like care about anything that she brings up to him in this episode. She's, he's just like, whatever. I know you're not going anywhere. <sighs> God, Big. The magnetic draw of Big. Um, so let's see. So how does everything end? Well, she goes to visit Stanford's grandmother. Right. <laughs> who's wearing her Chanel. Those Chanel suits. And she had them in blue, pink. Eggshell. Eggshell. Black. Black. And she was wearing the pink one. Mm-hmm. Those are cute suits. It's a great suit. <laughs> it's. It's everything. I do love Chanel. But yeah, so Carrie's like, oh my God, I love your suit. And then Stanford like has to go do something. And then like she starts talking about like the grandma starts talking about like family, like showing her all the family photos. (laughs) It's like, Carrie, would you like a family someday? She like thinks for a moment. She does that thing where she like pauses and like really like takes in the emotion. It's like, I would. (laughs) I th- actually, I think Stanford is still there, and he like gives her this look like a hurt, <laughs> like what? <laughs> He's still standing there, giving her this crazy look. But then eventually, the grandma, when he's gone, yeah, is like my Stanny. He's a fruit. <laughs> you know, he's a fruit. 
So wild. But yeah, I love the uh, the thing, the voiceover that Carrie says is uh, the only thing Stanford's going to inherit. Are the <laughs> Chanel suits. <laughs> the collection of Chanel suits. That's great. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's how that ends. Let's see. Samantha ends up dumping the turtle, obviously. Yeah, because the turtle is just like boring. Like that's, but I don't know. I mean, I'd fuck the turtle. God, I'm trash. Like... <laughs> Once Samantha cleaned him up, I'm kind of like Samantha in that. I'm be like, you can afford new clothes. We can fix your breath. We can get you a facial at Bliss. I like knowing if I'm eating a porcini or chanterelle mushroom. Oh. Yeah, so she leaves and he's just like, goes to the woman sitting directly beside him. <laughs> yeah, and just like does his line, his cheesy pickup line. Do you like this shirt? My ex picked it out for me. Which is like if I was approached by a man like that, okay, well, it kind of was. I, <laughs> okay, I used to go to the Cha Cha Lounge a lot and I was there one night by myself and this guy comes up to me and he's like, are you wearing Stella by Stella McCartney? And I was like, yeah. He's like, my ex-girlfriend used to wear it. And I was just like, both like irritated, but also like, <laughs> fuck, like... You know, and like it means something to you, and also you've had a girlfriend. Like <laughs> it's so nuts that like that remotely worked. But do you think like that's a line he used on other girls? I mean, he was right. My perfume was Stella by Stella McCartney, but like, but that concept of being like my ex, my ex girlfriend. Oh, yeah, I see, I see. Like something about like you, the way you dressed, something about the situation. It is true. It almost like. Brings up jealousy a little bit. It is. It's like a weird it's neg. So it's weird. a bizarro neg where. Oh, you've had a girlfriend. I okay. could. I can be a better girlfriend. Yeah, it immediately makes you kind of want to like snap into this. Like, well, I can do what she didn't, but it's like I don't even fucking know you. Also, so weird. Maybe she dumped you, but she did. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happens with Miranda? Miranda doesn't really have much to do this episode, which is disappointing. No, we just find out she's like... She just uses a vibrator. Vibrator a lot. And is like chill about it, though. Yeah. She's, again, the most level-headed adult in the situation. Yes. And then Charlotte... Oh, well, they have to have an intervention for Charlotte. Intervention, intervention. After Charlotte cancels like the second or third time. So Carrie and Miranda go over there. They storm her apartment. Charlotte's in her like sexy silk robe, which girl dressing up for your vibrator is a cry for help. 100%. Yeah. I was thinking like, I've never been that turned on by my vibrator. No. I mean, I for sure like enjoy what it can do, but like... I've never been, like, lustful. Yeah, she was, like, excited for the next time. <laughs> that she was going to use it. And it's like, I mean. Yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah. And I like how she's, like, I've never had, like, an orgasm as, like, powerful as it. And it's like, oh, honey. Yeah. Which, I mean, I kind of get. But also kind of it's like. You don't need a vibrator for that. Like, you can use your hands. Like, I think that's a thing that, like. Yeah. Blows my mind about it with a little bit where it's like, okay, that's fine. Not maybe like using a sex toy before, but it's like, even by just like yourself, Charlotte, Charlotte. Right. Yeah. Of course she hides the rabbit behind the rabbit. Right. Rabbit behind the rabbit, which uh, didn't seem realistic to me. Also, Carrie just like 
handling it, like just reaching out and grabbing her vibrator. Yeah, and then Miranda so puts casually. it in her purse. Yeah, I'm like, I would not grab you know, my watch friends. that shit? Yeah. Just like with such just banality of like, well, we got we got what we came for. Let's get out. Carrie and Miranda do a little like handshake to be like, we did it. We got the job done. <laughs> High five. Oof. Oh, man. <laughs> She's not using it anymore. That's wild. Have you known anyone who's ever been like really like, like that's the thing. It's like this episode is so bonkers. Addicted to their vibrator? Yeah. I know like it's a thing that like when kids kind of start like exploring their like sexuality, they like masturbate a lot. And sometimes like in front of people where it's like you have to teach them not to do that, you know? Because right. all they know is like, oh, it feels good, but they're just like rubbing on things. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is a whole new conversation. Um, <laughs> like, I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just totally nuts. Like, I, I mean, that's crazy. Like, I... Because also, like, Charlotte's 32, and I'm like, did you just now discover masturbating? Also, Charlotte fucks the most dudes. She does. She does. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. Sex in the City, it doesn't add up. You writers. Um, okay, yeah, so you have the intervention with Charlotte. Miranda's just doing her vibrator. Mm-hmm. Samantha dumps the turtle. And then Carrie, the last scene is just Carrie and Big. Carrie and Big. Big's making pasta sauce. I did, and I wanted some of it. I know, I know. I would let him. That was, it's just like, fuck. Like, it's like, why does she like him so much? It's like, I don't know, because he's cooking for her and feeding her pasta sauce. It's so frustrating because, like, she's like, I do want to get married. Maybe. Kind of. (laughs) Kind of, sort of. And you just said you don't. And so, what are we? And he's like, I thought we were having fun. Which is the fuck boy? Anthem. <sighs> Just the biggest fuckboy line of them all. So frustrating. I thought we were having fun. Wow. And yeah, and then this whole scene plays out where he doesn't give her any real answers. There's no answer. She just kind of like accepts that. Like he's like, we thought we were having fun, and he kind of smiles at her. And then it's like, I think you got a little pasta sauce on your lip. And then they like kiss. They're making out. And then the episode ends. That's it. Whatever. The heart wants what the heart wants. It's very upsetting. It is. All right. So, speaking of big... So our first segment, good big, bad big, <sighs> bad big, bad big, really? Because of like no real answer. <sighs> it's not. I thought we were having fun. Yeah, it's, that's so bad, big. It is. It's. It's just he's manipulative. It's so manipulative, and she's still like fresh off that like. I didn't even know you were married until literally last episode. Yes. Which, You've been divorced. Episode to episode, though, is like, I feel like two to three weeks sometimes. Sure, yeah. But still, I mean, it's bad big. Yeah. Okay. Totally agree. Bad big for this episode. And then we have um, who wore what? Why? What kind of fashion sticks out to you in this episode? I... Do like 
the girls at the wedding in all of their black. Yeah. I do love it because it's just very like New York. It's what you think of like single women, totally. the 90s, Charlotte Russe vibes, lots of pointy toes, you know, a low kitten heel with a pointy toe. What is that? But we were doing it. Um, I, I do love it. So now, hottie of the week. Let's go through the choices, though. We had Jerry. Of course not. No. That was Gordon Ramsay. No. God. Was he wearing a choker? Oh. I feel like he was. A choker? Like and a necklace? Like a, yeah, it was in the 90s. Ooh, I'll have to double check that. I just, it's upsetting. Gordon Ramsay's <laughs> presence in this episode has me shook. <laughs> Jerry, Bernie, Turtle Taub, mm-hmm. um, and Big, and Stanny. My hottie of the week is Stanford. Stanford. Stanny. I love him. Yeah, Those so Stanny. Stanny. Stanny wins. Stanny Wednesday. takes it all. Pun of the episode. There weren't really a lot of puns. Yeah, they were, let's see. It's like there were quips, but there weren't really puns. Yeah, puns come more in later seasons. Yeah, there's quips. Like I wrote down like, uh, Charlotte decided she wasn't going to settle for herself. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like very sad. (laughs) It's like, oh, is this feminism? (laughs) All right, so not a lot of puns in this episode. It was like a very quippy. More quippy, less puns. I do like the the title's called The Turtle and the Hare, but it's like neither really seems to win. <laughs> no. The loser is everyone. Everyone loses in this episode. So now for the final segment, you're such a... I'm a Carrie. Duh. Hello. <laughs> I have curly hair and complicated like a Carrie. Um, I don't have feet, but I am a shoe gal. Uh, mm. <laughs> I'm a total Gary. Nice. I, what do you think I am in this episode? In this episode? I know you don't know me all that well. Sure, no. I was like, oh yeah, also in this episode, it's like, oh yeah, I've like been recently got punched by a man (laughs) who like I thought um, was, I flew across the country to see and then. To New York? Yes, I flew to New York to see him. What? Yes. And then he totally just like flaked on me in the worst way. And then I find out he had a girlfriend the whole time. Got punched. Um, Every time I interact with this man, I get got punched. <laughs> you need to stop interacting <laughs> with this man, okay? You heard it here. Oh. You, I mean, you don't. You don't still like have his contact information in your phone, right? Like you've deleted everything and like deleted, like blocked the Facebook and the email and the phone because that's what you need to do. Oh my god, I just, I'm like Gary. I just, I'm like. Girl, you just And then said- he'll just he'll text me something like just nice. Not even like flirty. It's just like, you know, like Big does that thing where it's like he's just kind of like throwing a lifeline, but it's not really any kind of grand it's gesture. Suave. Um just being suave. Didn't you just say at the beginning of this whole thing that you were like a nineties? Empowered woman that don't need a man. Oh, but then it's like, what if I do want to get married? <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> now we're back at the start. Oh, um, yeah, I'm a Carrie. Yes, because then he goes, "I'm moving to Paris, and I don't care if you come with me." And she's just like crushed, and it's like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> 
Well, I would say I'm a Miranda then. You're like, this tomfoolishness <laughs> has got to stop. <laughs> I know about my body and how it works, but... um, Yeah, I enjoyed my vibrator, and that's okay. And I'm level-headed. Always the level-headed. It's so funny. No one ever wanted to be the Miranda. Now it's like, the Miranda's what's up. Everyone wants to now be the Miranda. Miranda had it right the whole time. She's the goal. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't want Skipper, which might have been a mistake. No, but- it's not. <laughs> you're such a, you're a Skipper stan. <laughs> but she got Steve. Uh, yeah, and Steve is, I mean, Steve, men are trash, but Steve is, he stepped it up for her. He's, yeah. He really did one. step it up for her. I like my favorite thing, like interaction with like Miranda and Skipper is like when they're at the bodega and he's like buying the cereal. He's like, wait, I need to get my cereal. She's like, there's cereal at my place, you child. Like, (laughs) come on. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, we, I think we talked about that. That's like the first episode. Is it? It's like like first, first or second. First or second. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I think it was the second episode because <laughs> I talk about what kind of cereal. Uh, 30s women and 20s boys. Yes. It's, who are these yes. children, these men child? It's so funny. Well, do you have any other like rants or raves about the episode? Mm. Anything else you want to chat about? I feel like we like got it all out. We really yeah. just, we went for it. Well, thanks so much for coming. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I love Sex and City so much. Me I literally too. own like two Sex and City board games. You have Board games? They're Sex and City board games. Okay, we'll talk about this after. <laughs> All right, well, thanks so much. Thank you. Right. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, that's the episode. Thanks so much for listening. And I wanted to thank a few people that make this show possible. John Fredette for the music. Check him out at johnfredette.com. Danielle Perez, our lovely guest. Terrence Deutsch, producer. And everyone over at Boardwalk Audio. Again, please check us out on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. If you have any thoughts, opinions, ideas, etc., you can email us at cosmosinthecity at gmail.com. We would definitely love to hear from all of you, and we may even read some stuff out loud on the podcast. But you got to email us to do that. Thanks so much, and we'll catch you next week. Cheers! Boardwalk Audio Podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.